The Fit Stop podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello there, I'm Owen Fitzgerald and welcome to the Fit Stop Podcast and this is episode number one of my podcast for the Formula One 2024 season. Now I did some snippets um, previewing some of the news we had before the season started, even before testing started. Wow, we've had so much news in the world of Formula One with the big news of Lewis Hamilton coming to Ferrari. We had the news, of course, of the Madrid Grand Prix coming. We also had the whole debacle with um, Toto Wolff and, and his wife and that just kind of got put away to bed really didn't it um, between himself and Susie Wolf, and then of course we've had the big news of Christian Horner and that ongoing investigation which is well ongoing and this podcast has been recorded today Wednesday so I bet you by the time I get this edited and put it out we'll have some news so I'll share some news you'll get this on my YouTube channel you'll also get this on my Facebook you'll get it on my Instagram you'll get it on my TikTok as well if you're new to this and you're like my name is spelled funny it's actually Owen like O-W-E-N and E-O-Y-N. It's just the Irish spelling of it. So what I'm going to do is a quick podcast here, looking at testing, looking at where the teams are. And I think after the second race of the season, then I'll just do a roundup because obviously we have back-to-back boat races on a Saturday. It is Ramadan um, the following week in Jeddah. So we have to have the Grand Prix on a Saturday this weekend. And next weekend, you can have seven days between the Formula One Grand Prix. So you can't have one four days later, even if it's only down the road. There has to be seven days. That's the legal thing. It's in the calendar of Formula One. There must be seven days between each Grand Prix. But look, we're in for an incredible season of 24 races. And we had so much news before the Formula One season even started. We teams changing their names. Of course, Sauber changed their names. Um... Visa Cash App, Racing Bulls, formerly Alpha Tauri have, have changed their name as well. So there's so much going on in the driver market as well. And everyone's speaking about what's going to happen. There's so many drivers out of contract. And then Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari and that opens Carlos Sainz as well. Will Perez still be racing um, after this year? So there's so many things to ask and so many things to answer. Let's not make this first podcast too long. And let's get straight into it. We've had testing. We're heading into the 2024 season. And I'm going to look at constructor to constructor and how they finished last year. So champions last year, dominant Max Verstappen had an unbelievable year. The amount of records that that young man broke last year was just ridiculous. Of laps led, of points scored, of most wins, of podiums. Like absolutely crazy. And I don't think anyone would have thought that Red Bull would have had the year they had in 2023. Sergio Perez started off well, but then kind of struggled after Miami. And it seemed when Max passed him in Miami, he just kind of switched off. And then towards the end of the year, he did kind of start getting the pace back. So maybe he'll carry that into 2024. And if I had a hat, I would say hats off right now. Adrian Newey. So Red Bull, obviously people were going to copy their car for 2024. And you're thinking, hmm, what, what more could Red Bull do to their car that nobody else has done? They go off with a brand new design and they try something bold and it looks in testing that Max Verstappen seemed very comfortable in that car. Perez got a good few runs but didn't get as many laps in and funny enough when Perez is in the car he had some reliability issues so I think they're still the team to beat. They're probably five to six tenths ahead of Ferrari unless Ferrari have been sandbagging but then again Red Bull could have been sandbagging as well. That car looks quick but there is a few questions about its reliability but some of the designs that Adrian Newey has brought to them just above the driver's shoulders and, and the air intake there by the airbox. It is just so clever. And like they've taken some of the concept that Mercedes used that didn't work and put it into their car. It's kind of like a two fingers up to go, hey, didn't work for you. But Adrian Newey just once again has designed 
something completely different that nobody has thought of. So it'll be interesting to see if that will work over the season. So overall, Red Bull looking in a strong place. And of course, they have the investigation with Christian Horner as well. And it, it doesn't seem to have affected the team. And it doesn't seem to have affected their, their race strategy and their pit crew. They've been working hard and they've been having their meetings and they've done testing very well. So, you know, they have a good structure at Red Bull Racing. And we'll find out, obviously, what is happening with Christian Horner probably in the next day or two. So stay tuned for that. But, you know, Red Bull, clear favourites, Max Verstappen for 2024. And I think what Perez needs to do this year is I think Perez needs to just come in, kind of accept that he's the number two driver and push as much as he can, get a few wins, get as many podiums as he can. And I think if he's there or thereabouts, you never know if Max Verstappen has any problems or reliability. He might be that bit closer. And it was kind of like what Nico Rosberg did to, to Lewis Hamilton and then the 2016 season he was even closer to him so I think for Perez is just have a solid season pick up some wins pick up some good second places pick up some podiums and he might even have a drive again for 2025 if they can clearly get a 1-2 again and win the Constructors and Drivers Championship I don't think Red Bull will be too mad in changing their driver lineup but then again the likes of Carlos Sainz is available that moves us on to Ferrari who finished second in, actually no they didn't Mercedes let's go to Mercedes Mercedes finished second in the Constructors Championship Mercedes Terrible concept, terrible car, but they kind of got it right towards the end of the season. And I think Lewis and, why can't you think of his name? George Russell uh, were getting close. But I think Lewis just had that little more um, over George Russell in the race. Russell had a bit of a messy campaign and it's mad to think that Mercedes even finished second in the Constructors Championship. Um, they started off really bad. You know, they were qualifying fifth and sixth in the first race. They were off the pace. Lewis had said, look, this concept, you didn't listen to me. And I think that's one of the key things about Lewis Hamilton leaving for Ferrari is that they didn't listen to him. And they went with the concept and they kind of said to him, if you watch Drive to Survive, uh, actually, yeah, I think you were right. So, you know, he's a lot of experience in that team there since 2013. And obviously he's time with, with McLaren as well. So Lewis Hamilton, a man of a lot of experience and the technical team didn't really seem to be listening to, to Lewis Hamilton. But we have Lewis Hamilton now into the final season. They have a brand new car. It looks good and it looked good in testing as well. Mercedes always tend to sandbag when it comes to testing, but the car looks a lot more comfortable for the drivers. And I think this is a car that they can they can push a bit more and they might maybe have less tyre degradation. It just depends. What's the gap going to be between Ferrari and between Red Bull? And I think you have a year now where how is it going to work for, for Lewis Hamilton? Are they going to stop having him in the meetings, stop telling him about the development of the car? Because he's going to bring secrets. He's going to bring stuff to Ferrari that they don't want him to bring. So they're going to have to shut him out at some stage. But then again, even when Bottas was second in the Drivers' Championship and even when he was leaving, they still gave him upgrades. So you'd be surprised with Mercedes. They've had a lot of, you know, winning um, with, with Lewis Hamilton. They have a big history together. Himself and Toto are quite close. So it'd be interesting to see kind of where it goes and obviously what they're going to do in the driver market as well. There's a good few drivers available that Mercedes can go young or they can go for experience or the likes of Carlos Sainz could move over to Mercedes. He's been a part of the, the Red Bull family as well. Obviously, previously, Carlos Sainz with Toro Rosso. So that's a man that's kind of... Uh, lots of talk about Audi, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. But um, I think Mercedes will have a better year this year. I think they'll probably pick up a win or two. Can't see them fighting for the championship, but I think they'll have a better car and that'll help them, of course, for, for 2025. And most teams are going to have a very, very similar car for 2025 because we'll be heading into the 2026 regulations moving over to Ferrari and Ferrari had not the best year last year you know they weren't as competitive as as they were previously but I think 
they showed good pace at times and I think Charles looked very fast at times Carlos Sainz got the, the only non-Red Bull win um, I know we did get a McLaren win in the sprint race but when it comes to actual Grand Prix Carlos Sainz was the only one to win he's had a win before with, with Ferrari in, in Silverstone so I think he delivered and I think Charles delivered as well and I think with Fred Toss coming in they just they just they got it right I'm sorry, no, not Fred Tost. Um, why can't I think of the um the guy who came from? <laughs> I can't think of his name. Why can't I think of Ferrari's boss? It's gone out of my head. Fred Vazor. Fred. Fred. Um, so I think Ferrari will have a stronger year this year. They look fast in slower corners, so they were very fast in sector three. So the slower corner seems to work for Ferrari, where I think they they lack the top speed of Red Bull, but I think most people will. But I think we'll see a solid season from Ferrari. I think this is the year for Charles to go right. I'm the man. I'm the man in charge. Um, and I think he'll need to put his foot down for the team so that when Lewis Hamilton comes in, that he's a step ahead. So it's going to take Hamilton some time to bed into the car, to bed into the team, to the culture, to the language, you know, 90% of, of of the staff in, in Ferrari are Italian. So he's going to have to learn some Italian. Lewis Hampton says he struggles with languages. Well, he's going to have one of those apps in his ears. Maybe while he's driving around the race course, he can uh, listen to some Italian in, in, in his earpieces. So I think big year for Ferrari. Charles is really going to have to put his foot down. And Carlos is going to be in that awkward situation where he's leaving. But I think it's a good time for Carlos Sainz to prove to other teams that he's a good driver. And that he can win and that he can race hard. And we've seen that with him. We saw them racing in Monza, didn't we, um, Charles and Carlos last year. And they kept it cleanish. They had no contact with each other. But I think we'll see a good year for Ferrari. I'm predicting that they pick up maybe two or three wins over the season. And um, Charles will be looking at, you know, being the lead driver heading into when the seven-time world champion joins him. Carlos Sainz, a lot of people talking about Audi, but I just can't see why he'd want to go to Audi. Because Audi aren't going to be winning anytime soon. And with the new engine regulations coming in, and you know it's going to be twenty nine thirty before they look like winning Grand Prix or possibly even winning championships. And if they do, Carlos Sainz will be like thirty eight, thirty nine. So I think while he's young now, this is probably you know Carlos is probably at his peak at this stage. So I I don't think a move to Audi, maybe a move to Red Bull if Sergio Perez gets a boot or he retires. And maybe he can go to Mercedes as well. Maybe Mercedes will look at the option and go, yeah, he did good. You know, at McLaren, he did good at um, Ferrari. So maybe we'll see a move for Carlos Sainz. Fourth in the Constructors' Championship. Why can't I think who was fourth in the Constructors' Championship? I'm sure it was McLaren. It was. McLaren had a strange year last year, didn't they? They, they started off really bad. Like, terrible. And it's interesting to watch it and drive to survive. How bad it was. They were in such a bad place. They knew they were going to be in a bad place. And until Austria, it was terrible. And then all of a like, just a flick of a switch, upgrades, they got it right, boom, it worked. And they were in a really strong place. They were fighting for wins. They were on the podium regularly. They got the sprint race win with Oscar. Um, unfortunately, um, didn't get that win. That just seems to be eluding Lando Norris. And Lando Norris, he doesn't seem to be too motivated coming into the season but he's like that as well in interviews he seems kind of down when he does interviews like he lacks confidence in himself and he says he's happy with the decision he's made to sign long term to McLaren I think he's right where's he going to go does he really want to go up against George in a in a Mercedes does he really want to go to Red Bull and Max like who wants to be Max Verstappen's teammate while Max is at the peak and Red Bull are at their peak as well so I think he's done a good job by staying at McLaren and I think McLaren will be strong we didn't see too much from them 
in testing to say, oh, they're back at the front. I think it'll probably take them a few races again, I would say, this year to get going. But I think they'll be strong contenders for the podium. And I think, you know, Oscar did really well for his rookie year in Formula 1. Um, but I think Lando Norris needs to up it. Lando Norris this year needs to go, right, boy, you had your rookie year, but I am going to be the leader of the team. I am the man to beat. I'm going to be faster than you. I'm going to be ahead of you on the podiums. And let's hope Lando Norris gets that win. I think this is the year. Going to call it 2024. Lando Norris gets his win. It might take the likes of a Max Verstappen retiring or one of those crazy races or wet red or red flags or something. But fingers crossed. I think McLaren will have a good year. It's hard to kind of know where they are after testing, but I would say... They're kind of the third to fourth fastest car as well. And interesting because obviously we had a rookie last year um, with the Aussie, but we have no rookies. It's the first time in Formula 1 history, shame on you Formula 1, that we don't have a rookie. And it's really disappointing. It is really disappointing. But that's the way it is. You think we'd have someone from F2 coming up? You know, you have an F2 champion not racing in Formula 1. It's just bizarre. Um, but that's the way it goes sometimes with sponsorship and, and with money and nobody is taking the risk to, to go with a rookie driver. So um, Piastri, like he came in last year, we're not going to see it for this year unless somebody gets replaced halfway through the season. But look, we'll see what happens. Um, Aston Martin, not the best winter testing. Um, I think they'll struggle a bit and I think it'll be later in the season before we see them at the front. They had a really great start in the last year. Really great start. Then kind of lost it. Then got it back a bit again. And then kind of lost it again. So they've been kind of up and down. But I think there's a good plan there um, for Aston Martin for the years coming. I think maybe for 2025 and new regulations for, for 2026. And Lawrence Stroll wants to win. There's no doubt about that. Lawrence Stroll is there to put in the money. He wants his son. This is the plan. He wants his son to be world champion. But I just don't know if we're going to see Lance do that. Because Lance really hasn't proven himself in the last few years. He looked good when he's in Williams. But... He's kind of dropped off and he's done so good in, in other formulas and he's been so successful. But maybe this is just a part of the plan. Maybe it's a part of the plan that when he gets the right car, he'll be up at the front. So obviously we've got Alonso and we've got Stroll again in the car this year. Alonso, look, that man doesn't age. Formula 1 cars are easier to drive. But we'll see what happens. Um, hard to know what kind of where Aston Martin are. But let's hope that they get back on the podium and that we've got some Fernando Alonso... Um, podiums and maybe Lance Stroll might have a better year this year but Aston Martin their team that are trying to make their way up the Formula 1 table but kind of coming from testing they're probably kind of 5th or 6th fastest team um, but look we got the experience of Alonso they might turn around quite quick but they did seem to struggle the, the latter of last year but we know what Fernando Alonso can do when you give Fernando Alonso a good car. Alpine finished 6th last year in the standings and I think Alpine are looking like the 3rd slowest team they have had a terrible winter testing. That car does not look good. That car does not look fast. It does not look reliable as well. And they're going to struggle. And they're also struggling on engine power as well. That Renault engine is suffering, but that's going to go into next season as well. So not only do they have this for 2024, they have it for 2025. And Renault aren't producing the type of engine that they need. And you kind of wonder what's going on in Alpine. They've had about four different team principals in four years so it's it's not looking good and they've got two really good drivers you know um pierre gasly um and Ocon. <laughs> watch netflix i love to know why they don't get along they don't say why they say there's a personal issue did they steal some girlfriends off each other does he owe him some money i don't know but they seem to be a team that are just struggling they don't seem to have the car 
for the start of the season it's probably going to take them halfway through before they, they come back up again but it's a car that looks slow um, it's a car that didn't run well over winter testing so I think Alpine in a difficult position but you know they have two drivers who've won a Grand Prix each um, great podium of course um, for Ocon in Monza but they had a lot of unreliability. They had issues with the drivers crashing into each other as well. And they just seemed to be off the pace. And I always wonder about Renault and Alpine and kind of go, where's the heart? Where's the heart and motivation within that team? It just doesn't seem to be there. It's just, I just find it's a kind of team that's that's just there for the marketing of the Alpine brand. But that's not going too well either, is it? So they're not being hugely successful. So I would see them struggle uh, heading into this season. But look, we'll keep an eye out for them. They've two really good drivers and hopefully, fingers crossed, they can develop the car as the year goes on. Williams, I think they're going to struggle for the first two or three Grand Prix. They're a bit late with this car, but it's all part of the plan. James Vowes has a great plan for that team. He's got a great vision and we saw some really good races from Alex Albon last year. The likes of Monza especially. He had, he had a really good Grand Prix there. We Canada as well. You know, so they're very good at strategy and reading the data and going, right, we can be really strong this weekend. We can be really strong this weekend. We're not going to be strong in this track, so let's prepare for the next track. So Williams, a team in a transition, of course. It's going to take him a few years, but the plan is to get Williams back to winning. And I think he's such an inspirational team manager and he's so intelligent. Look, the amount of success that he had with Total Wolf in, in Mercedes, he doesn't have the experience of running a team, but I think he has those qualities. And if you watch it in Netflix and he's walking in the morning, he's like, hello, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. People like him. You listen to him. You gravitate to him. You know, I'd say there might be a bit of a Ron Dennis in him where, you know, the floors better be white. They better be clean. You better be using blue biro, not red biro. But I think he's going to bring a process in there of understanding data. And that's where he comes from, from a mathematical engineering background. So, I think Williams, Alex Albon will be in a good place. And then obviously we'd Logan Sargent who struggled last year. Let's give him a chance. Look, this is his year and let's see if, if he improves any bit. He had a few spins um, in testing, but I think testing for Williams showed that they're in a goodish enough place, but they're just lacking a bit of reliability and probably lacking a bit of development. But I think give Williams a few races time, we'll, we'll kind of see them developing and, and going up the grid. So don't expect Williams um, to be too fast in the probably first two or three Grand Prix as well. Alpha Tauri, and they finished eight last year in the Constructors' Championship. Obviously, they've had a rebound. Uh, Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. Daniel Ricciardo back in for a full season. Came back in last year. And then he already broke his wrist. And then he was out again. And then he came back. So, look, I think he's highly motivated. And I think we've got the racing Daniel Ricciardo back. We have got the Daniel Ricciardo that was there in Red Bull. The one that went to Renault. The one that went to McLaren. He just, he just wasn't, I think, mentally right in there for racing. And I think it was a great idea for Red Bull to get him back, to make him feel the love of the company. And now he's at the Visa Cash App Red Bull Racing, RB, whatever you call him. Let's call him the RBs. They look good. They seem to have a good car. I think him and Yuki will have a good year. Yuki's very fast. So I think Daniel this year really needs to show if he wants to get back into the Red Bull, of course, for... 2025 if Perez is not going to be there or maybe he might look at going to Mercedes who knows so Daniel Ricciardo is back in there it's pretty much a Red Bull isn't it from last year um, and a lot of teams um, McLaren and, and Zach Brown kind of not happy that you can have two teams in Formula 1 um, we've never seen the benefit of it I think but I think this year is, we'll probably see them fighting for, for good points and even podiums as well you never know so the um, racing bulls are, are looking strong I think for, for this year love the car love the look love the colour kind of takes you back to the um, Toro Rosso days um, it's a really good looking car 
Am I attracted to a car? Yes. It's a really good looking car. So um, I think they'll have a strong year this year. Um, and I think they'll look at developing the car throughout the year as well. And maybe they just might be a good backup to Red Bull. Because you think that's what Red Bull would want is another team that's as close to them to kind of help them with the Constructors' Championship and maybe holding someone off within a driver's Constructors. So we'll see. Um, fingers crossed they'll have a good season. But I think Daniel Ricciardo this year will look good. But Yuki Sonoda, he did really good last year. Um, but Daniel Ricciardo has that experience. So let's see what happens for Visa. Cash app, Red Bull Racing. Alfa Romeo, last year, kick, sauber, steak, whatever you want to call them. I didn't like the green and the black. But it didn't look too bad at testing. Although when they use the green aero paint and the testing, it just doesn't look right. But I think that's a team that's in transition at the moment. Um, with new management and Audi coming in. And you've got Valtteri Bottas who's got the experience. And Joe Guan Yu who's been in Formula 1 now for the last few years. I think they'll struggle. Um, they always seem to do well in testing. Whatever it is about testing... They seem to kind of low fuel runs. Maybe it's a sponsorship thing. They kind of look like they're doing well. And then it comes to the Grand Prix and they don't. So I think they're going to struggle this year. And I think they're just looking towards the Audi days and hoping for better times. I think it's just a team that they'll fight as much as they can. They'll try to get as many points as they can. But they're not going to be high up in the midfield. They're not going to be on the podiums unless we have a crazy race. But um, it's going to look like a tough all year. And you'd wonder kind of how long Bottas is going to stay there. Like, would Valtteri be a good move back to Mercedes? He knows the team. He's quick. Could they put him in with charge and go, look, Valtteri, you're going to be number two. We're going to pay you lots of money. You'll pick up some wins. You'll pick up some podiums. It's very interesting to see, um, you know, have bridges been burnt there? But he kind of lost the motivation up against Lewis Hamilton. But hey, when you're fighting against a seven-time world champion, it's like going up against Max Verstappen. It's a tough one. So um, I think Sauber will have a tough all year this year. And that leads us to Haas, who I think are going to have an awful year this year. That car did not look good. It just looked like it couldn't even turn coming into the corners. They're going to have a really bad year. Of course, we had the news of Gunter Steiner and his contract not being renewed. So he's gone from Haas and they've... They have a new boss in there who came from the, you know, the development side of the car. And I just think it's a team that's just really struggling. And you kind of wonder the process of where the car is made and the technical team. It, it's just not going anywhere. And you'd wonder how long Gene Haas is going to keep that team there. Will he eventually sell it? You know, they came in and did well and they were always kind of battling in the midfield. But over the last few years, they just haven't had the car. There was some races last year where they showed great potential. And then they brought in a, a B-spec car and it just went to pot really after that. Unreliability with the, the Ferrari engine. Um, they had some crashes as well and just struggled with, with, with tyre. They would actually qualify really well and they'd have some good pace over one lap. But when it came to the race, it's just car just ate the tyres. Kind of similar to... Ferrari struggles, you know, Ferrari didn't have it as bad, but I think um, Haas have had really bad struggles as well. They have two good drivers um, with Nico Hulkenberg and Kevin Magnussen, but, you know, that podium for Hulkenberg, I don't think he's going <laughs> to get that this year. His statistic of, like, you know, not being on the podium, not winning races is, is just sick. But, yeah, Haas is definitely going to be at the back. So I think we have Red Bull at the front, and I think we'll have Ferrari second with Mercedes quite close. And then you'll have the likes of the midfield. I think you'll have McLaren fighting up there, kind of mixing up the, the racing bulls there as well. Williams will kind of fight for points like they did last year. They're on a development curve, but I think you'll see the likes of Alpine and Kick Sauber and Haas at the back. I think Haas are going to be at the very, very back. It's awful to see because it's a team that I'd love to see do well. 
but I think they're going to struggle. And the thing to remember is the car you have for this year, you're more likely going to lock in to 2025 because in 2026, we're going to have brand new cars. You start all over again. The cars you've had, the data, everything means nothing. So I think it'd be very interesting um, to see the development of cars like what Red Bull brought in this year. Is that where they're going to have next year? You know, is 2025 an opportunity for another team to go, let's just pick up a championship. Let's just pick one up now. We mightn't get one in 26, 27. Let's do something different. Let's push and let's develop the car for 2025 just to get that eluded championship or those eluded wins for people. So we're heading into the Grand Prix this weekend. Um, the press conferences are today, Wednesday, and on Thursday and Friday, we'll have practice and qualifying and then the race, 3 p.m. Um, European time. And it's going to be interesting. Lights out and away we go. Who's going to win? Max Verstappen obviously is looking very comfortable. If Christian Horner's not there the weekend, is that going to mix things up a small bit or do they still have the pace and, and motivation to win? Have Ferrari been sandbagging? How close are Ferrari going to be? Little bits of you know reliability about Red Bull. I wouldn't say they're absolutely bulletproof. They've got a fast car, but you need to have reliability. I think Adrian Newey said that once, didn't he? You need a fast car and you need a reliable car. And Formula 1 cars these days are so reliable. They don't break down like they, they used to before. The parts have to last longer. The the engines have to last longer. So we'll see. Obviously, my favourite for, for the season is going to be Max Verstappen. And I'm hoping for that win um, for Lando Norris in McLaren. It would be fantastic for him to, to finally get that win. So fingers crossed for 2024, a win for Lando Norris. And let's just hope we don't have a season where Max Verstappen absolutely runs away with the championship um, I'd like to see some strong races I'd like to see some wins for different people fights for podiums fights for wins that's what we want in Formula 1 we want to see like Lewis Hamilton and um, Max back in 2021 Hanger, hammer and thongs every race thank you so much for listening I'm going to do a podcast after the Jeddah Grand Prix we'll talk about the two Grand Prix and see if any of my predictions were right or if I have been talking absolute crap uh, you'll find the Fit Stop podcast on Spotify. It's on YouTube. It's on my Instagram. It's on on my socials. Just search for Owen Fitzgerald, E-O-G-H-A-I-N Fitzgerald. And if you ever want to join me, drop me a DM. We might do some Zooms and, and talk to some fans over the season. We head into this weekend, F1 2024. The season's back.